last time on Join the Party. The party falls into, yep, more mud, with a zoo cube growling above them. It's also not a great day for the Bachelorette producers. What do you mean I destroyed the heart? What do you think? You think that this 27-year-old is controlling a millennia-old power? You're crazy. All of you are so stupid and you're ruining my show. The Council of Bright makes threats, but Johnny has a lifeline. The Council will judge you all. It will come for you, and you cannot stop it. Johnny, Johnny, we're here for you. If you just say the code word and we can get everybody out. There's a muddy cave under the arena with something weird sticking to the ceiling. And as you look closer, the stalactites are some of the contestants that have been knocked out of the Bachelorette tournament. Oh man, Alonzo's there too! With Noto Odo's help, the squad hauls their fellow contestants to safety in Archspire Hideaway. After a dunk into the holy water, Alonzo wakes up pretty confused and apparently pretty powerful. And Alonzo says, um, everybody sit and all the mud people sit. One mud, two mud, red mud, blue. Oh my God, this is so suspenseful. Just get to it already. Let's get the party started. Alonzo gets cleaned up from the holy water pool and all of the mud that was surrounding him from the cloying chamber below uh, washes away of his hands and his feet and his entire body and it cleans off of the medallion as well. And as everyone is standing around waiting for the champion to wake up, the mud people from inside the mansion start walking in single file line, just lockstep with each other. And there's 30 of them ten in three different rows, and they stop right in front of the of the group of you. Alonzo gets up, and his medallion starts to spin and spin and spin, and it has colors. He gets up, shakes the water off of him, and says, um, sit. And all of the mud people sit down. Alonzo then looks around at everybody and looks down at his medallion and says, what is going on here? Where have I been? What is happening here? Why do I able to command all these people? Can someone give me some answers? I don't know who all of you are. There's Johnny. I know Johnny. I know Tracy, that robot guy. Anara's there. What? I don't know who any of you are. The representative steps forward and says, um, excuse me, sir. Uh, there's been a lot happening over the last, uh, the last few days. And I think that it might take a little while to catch you all up. So why don't you just... Sit down and take a second and just, okay, I'm out of, I'm out of answers. I offer Alonzo one of the drinks I had been making and passing to everyone. I walk over to Alonzo and stand next to him with my axe in hand because I'm protecting Alonzo. First time. First time. (laughs) Also, when there's no immediate danger. Exactly. (laughs) No time like the fifth arc. No, so... (laughs) (laughs) So as Alonzo is kind of looking wildly around at everybody... Kevin Vacation uh, takes a step forward. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kevin Vacation takes a step forward, as does Representative Brink, and and Autumn also takes a step forward. And you can tell that they're all, they've kind of like all looking at each other, and they're they're like trying to walk slowly towards Alonzo. Kevin's like, "Hey, man, just why don't you just just take a second? Hey, take." Two steps back, please. Stay away from the champion. Autumn's like, um, like it's fine. Just like we can all just take a break. Like Inara's you know, step in front of Autumn with her hand on her dagger at her hip. Uh, yeah, Johnny's gonna stand in front of Kevin Vacation and start playing with some Eldritch Blast light and dark energies in his hands, just like bouncing it around, <laughs> just bouncing it around in his hands, like, uh, Kevin. 
How'd you like that earlier fall? How about you step back before you fall again? Why don't all three of you make intimidation checks? 14. 19. Uh, 11. Okay. Autumn and Kevin, they just kind of like hang out next to you. Like, okay, you listen, it's fine. The representative Brink keeps taking steps forward and just like, hey, uh, sir, or I'm not sure what I'm supposed to refer to you as. Just, um, why do you, listen, we don't know what's going on with your spinning medallion. And we've just dealt, dealt with a lot over the last few days. And Tracy, I just want to get a hand on what is happening hey, here. Hey, uh, am I passively sensing any kind of uh, magic? Why don't you make an arcana check? Because okay. I want. I think I can tell you something intentional. I would love to know. That is a 15. Sure. What are you looking for specifically? I'm looking for any kind of charm-related or mind altering magic that is causing these people to uh, now suddenly approach Alonzo. No, I would say that they this is the person that they haven't seen before and he now has control over the mud people. I can tell you something else though oh. with that 15. Okay, sure. When you look at the medallion as it's spinning before it just generates light and like glows, but now this has the same colors of the rocks that you saw before, and also the vial that was from uh, Representative Brink's boot. It's glowing red and yellow and blue, and then crosses over into green and orange and purple. And those lights are revolving around the medallion at this point. So it's as if the medallion has absorbed whatever power that Inara and Johnny kind of destroyed from that vial. Bang. Okay. Okay. With that, as Johnny, you take your eye off of Kevin Vacation and look at the medallion. Sure. At this point, P-O-R-O steps up and opens up their chest feast, and Salmon hops out and be like, man, this, this is so wild. I love this. Reality shows are my favorite. You never know what's going to happen. Salmon! There's new people... There's new people popping up and people you didn't expect coming. And then there were mud people and it's wild. And everybody around just like looks over at Salmon and be like, and they're freaking out. And I was going to high five Salmon. Salmon, you killed it down there. I know. It was crazy. I didn't think I could do it, but I feel like I had the power of the robot like with me. Yeah. You're an official Warforge. War, uh, salmon salmon Forge. You, you could change the O in your name to a zero. Oh, I like that. I can definitely do that. I'm going to ignore this and go try to talk to Alonzo and and try to maybe get him to a different part of the room away from curious onlookers. Yeah, can we let Tracy and Salmon kind of capture the attention of the crowd as Johnny and I talk to Alonzo? Yes. As Salmon hops out and everyone is looking at the gnome who hopped out of the Gundam mech, Alonzo points at the crowd and says... um, why are you pointing out the crowd, Alonzo? Don't do that. Don't point out the crowd. Alonzo wants to just walk away. Alonzo, Alonzo, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it, Alonzo. Alonzo, no. Come on, Alonzo. And he shouts, "Stand guard!" And one or two or three mud people stand next to every single one of the contestants. That's a great way to de-escalate tension. Yeah, including us. No, everybody else. Gosh golly, Alonzo, you sure know how to diplomatize everything so well. Yeah. There's uh, four standing around Chad. I have my rights. I am a human. Tracy, Tracy, you said everything was going to be okay. What do I do? Uh, Chad, just stay calm, okay? This is as calm as I can do. I, my hands are up. Can you all tell? And Chad, <laughs> you can't no. see Chad doesn't have hands. <laughs> Alonzo, what are you doing? I, the last thing that I remember is I fell like a hundred feet and then I woke up again covered in water. Right. And I'm not... definitely not going to take the I need to know what's happening. I need to preserve myself. Safety right. is everyone's safety is the number one okay. concern here. We're trying to get there. Remember, you employed us to keep you really safe, and that is what we do. I, I can listen, I can take care of myself. You I have really mud can't people. though. You really can't. Also, where are these mud people coming from? How do you know that they're yours and why can you suddenly command them? I don't know. I'm the champion. I can do whatever I want. Listen, Lanza, we've been here for like a week and they have been nothing but manipulative and harmful to us. Now, at some point over the last couple of days, you shot an arrow up through the ceiling. Do you remember that? Alonzo's eyes get really big and says, no, I don't. I don't remember that. I mean, I could have done it. Alonzo has a bow and arrows and a quiver on his back. I thought that was a dream, 
that I, w- I shot the arrow out. So maybe I did do it? Alonzo, could, could perhaps for right now you get your guard detail that you think can protect you away from these contestants who've just, like you, had a really bad time with mud. So maybe we try to de-escalate the situation and you and I and Anara and the representative and Tracy can go into a different room and talk this out. Like good old times. Remember Alonzo? Way back when? Like a week ago? Let's let's just be pals. I don't know anyone else here and I can control the mud people so I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to let them there. Also, uh... This woman right here taking steps towards me, and he points towards Representative Brink. Yeah, I recognize her. I know her. Uh, two years ago, there was a bunch of protesters outside of the meeting of the Capitol during the Representative Summit, and uh, she was leading them. There was like a, there were bongos and drums and a drum beat, and there were chants and they were mean, and she called me a nouveau aristocratic dweeb. And I don't appreciate that. And she's barefoot. And I do not trust any of this. Johnny, well, I Johnny, don't know about... Johnny. That was a good insult. It's a good burn. Yeah, yeah. yeah Nara failed her uh, deception check. She's going to giggle. <laughs> uh, Alonzo, don't, don't laugh. Alonzo, I don't know whether or not you're a dweeb of the nouveau aristocratic type. You may be, you may not be. That's not my business. But how about she's currently in charge here, supposedly. So let's just go into the other room and you... Calm down with the mud people because that's not cool. She's and in if charge? you're supposed to represent the people of this land, you know better than to threaten them with mud guards. She's in charge? Who put her in charge? Do you want to have a discussion or do you want to just get mad about stuff? Both. Can I do both? You no. really can't because we don't have time. All right. I'm you keeping the mud. Fine. I'm keeping the mud people there. No, you're not because then we're not having a conversation that's just threatening. And you're not in a position to be doing threatening things. You're in a position to work with us as we're working together to try. You apparently came here to help this city. So how about you do that instead of threaten people? Also, everyone here almost died, and the Coliseum was melting into mud around us. So who knows if this house is going to be safe. If it's not, I, I feels like we're suspended in mud. I don't even know where this place is. And we really have to figure out what we're ha- what's going to happen here before it happens to us. And right now the roadblock is you. Could you just call your people off and we go into the other room and talk like adults? Do you persuasion? Because I don't think he's... He's definitely trying to dig his heels in here. Well, that's a crit one, so I'm going to have to do a charm person at him. Okay. With a crit one, I think for the first time that you see, like, he's not just indignant. He thinks that he is absolutely right, and he's not going to call the mud people. Great. He says, I am the champion here, and I think that I know what's best. I cut him off because I'm uninterested in what he has to say. While he's talking, I give him the two fingers and I cast Charm Person. Okay. You have to do a Wisdom uh, saving throw. Mm. What do I have to beat? 15. Yeah, he rolled a five. Okay. Alonzo, as he's he gets up in your face and is really starting to growl at you, all of a sudden his expression just drops to placid. And he uh, takes a big sigh and says, <sighs> Okay, but I'm having the mud people carry me. Alonzo, I wouldn't want anything else. And also, I know you're going to get mad at me later, but this is for the best. Johnny, I would never be mad at you. You're like my father figure. Can I record all this somehow? No. (laughs) You're my father figure, and I appreciate what you're trying to do for me. Can I have an escort? A mud person escort, too? Sure. Well, Tracy will get carried by some mud people. Okay, so let's move all the mud people and our entire party, including Alonzo and the representative, into the dining room while everyone is outside just, like, freaking out over yourself. With the representative? Bringing the representative. Okay. Alonzo and Tracy get lifted up by, like, two really big armchairs, and uh, they're riding the armchairs inside into the uh, mansion. It's, like, the main meeting room where, like, everyone would sit around, and in theory, if the if the game had kept going, it would, like have deep conversations with each other and there are a lot of couches everywhere and Elijah gets dropped off onto the couch Anara while you're going inside to deal with the situation Autumn runs up to you and whispers in your ear hey uh, like just um let me know what's happening uh, I, I think the, the guild would really want to know uh, the political intrigue here it'll give us a leg up in the future keep everybody else calm outside and we'll see what I can do for you afterward not making any promises I'm walking away so Alonzo 
sits in like the corner of the. I assume that there's like because there's always an L shaped couch always. in these mansions. Sure. So he's like sitting in the corner of all of them. It has his feet up on a mud ottoman. Okay. What brought you to Tortopolis? What moved you to leave Vidopolis without telling your husband, without telling a representative, without telling any of us, and get us sent here at the end of the day, riding through the middle of the night, only to fall into a gigantic hole, get taken prisoner in this house, and then wait and wait and wait until you decide to show up in the middle of a mud avalanche? I guess we're just going to cut right to the feeling in the beginning here. You know? No, I'm not going to pretend like this wasn't totally my idea in the first place. Uh, Well, I didn't. I just want to say that it was not my idea to get captured by mud people. It was also not my idea to have a giant bachelorette tournament. That was pretty much a bummer. What was your idea, Alonzo? My idea was to get more magic arrows. That's it. Well, yeah, this would be the uh, city to go to. I just don't know why if we are assigned and have a proven track record of working well with you and protecting you. that you I don't wouldn't... know. Saving your life a lot. I don't know why you wouldn't uh, talk to us and we could go together as a group. I certainly, you know, I'm interested in the magic stuff. You know, I'd appreciate that. And I would have hoped that you would have started to trust us a little more and hoped that things wouldn't get so bad that perhaps someone would have to even charm you. What's going on with you that you are just acting all rebellious young teen when you're supposed to be a married adult with responsibilities? This is my responsibility. I'm trying to better myself. You're the one who told me these arrows were cursed and they're not cursed. They're just magic and they give me powers. I can send the I can send these ba- these arrows wherever I want. I banished that ooze. I got this arrow, I guess when I was half awake and I thought this was a dream, that I just kind of fired it off and it found you. But you see why we have to lie to you or we have to charm you because you d- refuse to act to be the person who you are regardless of the problems with that. You, not only is your responsibility to be the champion, but your responsibility is also to stay alive and avoid being caught and obviously you can't prepare for that but you can be better set up to fight against it if you tell the people who are hired as your group as your gang as your protectors as your friends people who after the bone whale learned that they could depend on you as much as hopefully you understand you can depend on them so it's just really disappointing that you would make this so difficult that we can't even have a conversation without having to use magic to talk to each other. I am very, very disappointed. Think about it for two seconds, man. We don't want to have some kind of guard duty sitting around in Phidopolis all day long. We know what that's like. We want to go on adventures. We like traveling. The fact that we have to chase after you instead of setting out together on an adventure to see a new city is just harder than it has to be. And you're only making it worse for yourself, too. He, he looks like very quizzical mm. and he's like, well, hold on. We're going to talk about trust and friends and liking each other. You guys are jerks to me all the time. What about leaving me in places? What about not trusting me to do anything? What about um, not training with me when I'm obviously trying to figure something out and lying to me about magic. Yeah, Alonzo, you're mentioning things like the bone whale where you you have to prove to us as much as we have to prove to you. You're talking about stuff in the past when things had changed and you're not recognizing that if you hold on to grudges forever, obviously we're going to lie to you about magic. Obviously we're going to not trust you when you just go into meetings and just talk to people with with without a thought of like how to act when you go get drunk with teenagers at a bar and hang out at a bridge surely I forgot am about a you. teenager but you what have responsibilities you and you know that you do because you have magic that none of us understand including yourself and you can't just go out on your own and just do whatever you want this isn't how life works it sucks and i understand that you aren't the first person to just have responsibilities foisted upon them and have to deal with things out of their control so don't act like none of us and i point to the three of us 
have walked in your shoes just because it isn't the same path. We know what you're going through. So how about we try again? Let's start over. And you try to act like the man that I know Greg loves, the man that your father and the speaker believe in as the champion, and the man that we decided to work with in defense of this realm. Let's start over, Alonzo. We need to be a team. And I never want to have to charm you again just to talk to you because it shouldn't be that way. These all seem like your problems. You do not know what I'm going through. And don't you ever, ever talk about Greg. Ever. And Alonzo sits back and stares at the ceiling. There's like a long silence where this is like tension in the air. Johnny opens his book, sits down on a chair as far away from Alonzo and just starts writing in his book of Undying Light. Everyone sits in the tension for a minute or so. And Representative Brink pipes up and says, uh, this is awkward, right? This is this is super oh awkward. My God, I yes. know. Thank you for, oh, jeez. Good, I just need to acknowledge the awkwardness. Yeah, like, he, Alonzo, you don't look the same as when I was. Don't, don't speak to him. Instead, answer this question. Why were you protesting the representatives in Concentra? And who are you? Uh, well, I can introduce myself formally. Hi, I'm Hannah. Hello, I'm Hannah. Hannah Brink. I am the representative. I promise. There was an election, and I won. Really handily, Like actually. a real election or like... All elections are real. Okay, cool. Guys, so there were she's... no other opponents, I guess? No, I... Okay, that did sound... With the context, it sounded pretty bad, didn't it? A little bit. <laughs> did. No, I did win. Uh, it was... Uh, there were actually 10 other people in the election. And that seems busy. I won. It was a busy election. Everyone had their own parties. There was one... There was... The Red Throat Gang also ran one. And they're a terrorist group. It's wild. Um, Did you have the best party? Yeah, it was my. I had the oh. best political party, and wait, she stares there, into the camera. Wait, were there <laughs> were there party favors? And then an hour stares into the camera. <laughs> did you have a pool party while you were? At what point no, did Johnny, you join we, the party? Johnny, there's no. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon looks into the camera. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really crowded. This was the let's see one, two, three, fifth election in. A year or so. Um, two of them were invalidated. One of them, the representative, died. And she makes quotation marks. Uh-oh. And the other one, the representative did die. Because that, that, that new dude was like 205. And then he lost the medallion to keep his um, like bones together. So how did you go from protesting the idea of a representative to running for a seat yourself? Well, I wasn't protesting the representative institution per se it's more the buildup of political corruption that goes unchallenged this is like a rigid caste system instituted by the speaker and continues to be unchanged by the populace until i step in and become the catalyst for a real democratic change but you don't think that with these kind of paradigm shifts uh i just have to make note that inara's eyes are wide and her <laughs> cheeks are red and is super into buzzwords and she is just looking down at her feet very conspicuously hey, johnny are these words B- barely okay. barely tracy so to my dictionary it's honestly not even worth it okay you should just forget these words immediately. okay thank you so i took the opportunity of political unrest to put myself forward as a gotta play the system and change the system wait, wait what so uh why uh, exactly. do this in the first place? Well, like you just said, the only way to dismantle the system is to play the system. And that's how I got in. Um, I ran. Eldridge blasts himself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that the people would appreciate me as someone who has a strong record of standing up against 
um, institutions and political corruption, and uh, they voted me in. And the fact that it seemed like a hat came in control of a bunch of mud monsters might whoa, whoa, whoa. have helped what do you as mean well. You came in control of a bunch of mud monsters. Uh, well, I was looking around in the co-op that I was living Ugh. in in the bottom in of Tortopolis. Um, and it was a vegan co-op. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Did you compost? <laughs> we composted a lot. There's a lot about Tortopolis that you don't know. Um, it was just like th- uh, seven of my closest friends and I were together in our co-op, and someone had actually donated a whole trunk of old clothes, and I was Is looking there like around. A time speed spell that Johnny can <laughs> I was, cast. Hold on, I'm almost <laughs> done. I promise, I'm almost done. And um. I found these boots, and they were all covered in mud, and they fit me perfectly. And then all of a sudden, I could thought I could control mud people. So apparently you couldn't. I talked to one of uh, the mud people before uh, the voice of... Hey, who was that voice, by the way? The That's announcer, speaker, person? Oh, yeah, I don't know. What? Okay, so it seems... Do you know the Council of Bright? No, what's that? So I don't know what or who they are, but it turns out they just wanted to mess with you. And you were an unwilling party to this. Oh, yeah. they also make like Warforged, I think. Who told you to do the show? Um, well, I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good idea. Um, was it your idea, or did someone come to you with an idea? Well, it's my intellectual property, I guess, because I no was. No one. Uh, so you oh, did okay, it. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Who came in to pitch you on the show? Because, like Johnny's saying, there's a lot happening behind the scenes that I don't think you were aware of. You're being used. Just like us. Also, how do you reconcile the philosophical differences of someone in our standing on Johnny's foot? I push <laughs> over Johnny. <laughs> well, I, 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 I felt really compelled to go to like go moving around. I mean, Tortopolis is a vertical city. Like you can go up and you can go down. And I was just kind. Of, I felt compelled to Hannah? go as high to climb high as possible. And I kind of like rooted around in, in the second and third levels over here. And um. I kicked, there was this like old uh, rotten over door and I just like kicked it open and I stepped forward and there was this entire coliseum and I was like, oh, we could totally use this as like a campaign. This compulsion, this compulsion to come up here. Where did that come from? Um, Well, I was wearing the boots. So... I always get good ideas when I wear the boots. Well, sure. Boots are made for walking. And that's and just, that's just what, what I'll did. do. It's what you did, really. Yeah. And, and you walked all the way I was going to walk here. all over you. Until the mud walks all over all of us and takes over the city. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I thought... I did, and then the well the mud people then started showing up. Before, it was more just like, oh, I can walk over puddles. And oh, they can... Um, uh, my garden looks nicer than it did before, but then like the mud people started showing up, and the one with the with the black hat then showed up, and I guess they told me that I should do a reality show and really just like get everyone together for to like be on my side. Yeah, and, they were they were doing something nefarious there. Well, I mean, well then I mean then I ran for representative, and the mud people were like on stage with me when I was making speeches and everyone voted for me and they did. And I promised that I was going to do the show to have a, uh, a partner and I did it and everyone saw it. I mean, everyone in the concentric States has access to the, these TV channels. Um, I mean, it's pretty popular. I'm not the first one to do, do this kind of dating show. You weren't the first. I mean, not on this scale, like who wants to marry a representative? And it worked. I mean, everyone loved it. You saw everyone was loving it. And I assume in, you know, other parts of the concentric states, they love it as well. Now you're calling this, which happened here, a success? All I mean, everyone, the, was che- everyone was cheering, and I think everyone's safe. So. Yeah, people were dying, and the house is crumbling around us. And- yeah, well, I didn't see anyone totally die. I didn't so. see anyone die. All, no, almost. there's still time. There's still time. Uh, okay, well. Almost. Yeah, almost. Died. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been outside. They keep me They can't make sequestered in here. Okay, but, but we can't get out. I mean, if everything is crumbling around here, we're still stuck inside of this mud bubble. So, I mean, Tracy, you, I, I know you tried to break out. Mother. How many hits did you do with the axe? Like 20? I saw that tape. 
And you're a big, strong Warforged man. Thank you. So I don't know. I don't even know how to get out of here. Well, we're going to have to figure that out. But I also wonder who's controlling the mud and what is this distracting from? If people are watching this, they're not watching other stuff. And I'm wondering what's going on behind the scenes. Um, while you are all ignoring Alonzo, you hear a splashing noise, like a foot in a mud puddle. And you turn around and Alonzo's foot has literally entered the mud ottoman. And he pulls it out and goes, oh, no, these are my, well, they're my bad shoes, but they're still, no. And uh, he, like, shakes it off. And you see that the, the ottoman is losing form. Tracy, I would say Tracy in particular, you remember the big mud hands that were going over you like waves? It was like this. It was like it's losing viscosity. And then the, the ottoman tries to reform and it tries to turn into 10 of the mud people. And these look more like splatters than they do actual humanoid figures. And then they try to turn into five mud people and they can't hold that together. And they try to turn into three mud people and they can't hold that. And they're in one and it's just all waving all over the place and the mud is freaking out. Alonzo, are you doing that? Or? No, I didn't do anything. I put my foot on the ottoman and I wanted it to be an ottoman and now it's not doing the ottoman anymore. Yeah, I think we need to leave. Is it possible, Alonzo, that while you still have some control of it, you can try to get the mud to help us, all of us here, escape back to the surface level? I can try. I, I can definitely try to do that. Um, you got to do it like now, though. All right, no, we'll do it like now. And Alonzo goes out to the main pool area. And as all of you walk out there, he's trying to make like a ladder out of the mud. The ladder like is unstable. And he tries to make just a rope, just a straight up column to reach the ceiling. And it seems unstable as well, but it's it's holding together as best as it can. Hey, hey, Lons, how about you focus on making the ceiling relax? Like, you know how this is starting to lose form? Can you try to clear a, a space for us going upward? Because I can fly now. We haven't talked about that. It's pretty cool. Johnny can light step. We can try to get out of here. We just need a path to the surface. Then we can take others. Uh, I guess I... Okay, I can I can try it. I can try it. Yeah. And he concentrates and does like a, a sweeping motion with his hands upward. And all of the mud tries to congeal into a mass up on the ceiling. And it looks sort of like... What you've been flying through before, okay, to move through spaces, but it doesn't—it doesn't look great. It doesn't look stable. It looks watery. Alonzo's having a hard time keeping it up there. Uh, using prestidigitation, thaumaturgy, happy fun times. Uh, Johnny's <laughs> going to enhance his uh, vocal range and loudness, and yell. I was wondering if there were going to be any deliveries of any papaya treats anytime soon, so we can get out of here. I sure am in the mood of, for some papaya right now. Some sorbet! D- d- papaya time would be great Hey, hey Johnny, what, what kind of smoothie do you feel like? I feel like a papaya smoothie. Maybe some chewy snacks! I'd love a chewy papaya treat. You <laughs> know, if how, about, I... how about some relish on top of a nice herbed chicken? You got it. Maybe like a bellini, but with papaya! I would love a papaya bellini. You know, if I could make like <laughs> a stretchy but healthy fruit roll-up type thing. Oh, yeah, really good for the road. Papaya. Yeah, I love it. Okay, Johnny, while you're doing this, I want Inara and Tracy to make perception checks. Great fail. Sorry to tell you. 13 plus 2 for a 15. Okay, Inara, Representative Brink, has a <laughs> has a button on her jacket that says rock the vote. Lola. Tracy, you notice that... Alonzo's medallion is starting to slow down and it's losing a lot of the color. First, the the secondary colors start to fade and then it's just like the red and the yellow and the blue are trying to like hold on and the medallion is starting to slow. Guys, I think Alonzo's losing it. We need to move. As you're watching Alonzo failing to keep the mud up in the air, on the far wall, on the other side of the pool, you start to hear a sizzle like an egg in a hot pan. And then you hear a sharp ting that echoes through the entire space. And that whole far wall just crumbles. And for the first time in days, you feel a rush of cool air 
waft over you. Hey, it's Eric. Have you ever put together an event, like a party or a concert or a live show perhaps? And you're working out the details and renting things and making playlists, but you see the day coming closer and closer on your calendar and it's just filling you with a phantom dread. It's not that you can't do the thing, it's that you'll actually have to, you know, do it once it shows up. And you know everything is prepared, but there's so much to do that you just don't know how it can go. And in a blink of an eye, it's over. You did it. Congratulations. Welcome to the mid-roll. I have a great photo of you dancing. I don't know if you heard, but we did our live show last weekend, and it was so good. Thank you to everyone who showed up, especially those who came from out of town. We've been making this show for just over a year, and we can't believe the wonderful people who've created a community around us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But if you didn't make it, do not fear. We'll be sharing clean, crisp audio from the show very soon, along with a video recording. If you want to see what it's like to watch our voices come out of our flesh prisons, keep an eye on the feed and on our Twitter at JoinThePartyPod for the latest on that. Welcome to our newest patrons, Nick, Michael, Chris, Irium, Artemis, Mark, Soraya, Zach, Buster, Gavin, and Caleb. We have some exciting stuff in the works for our member community over on Patreon. Be the first to know what we're plotting and planning by joining us for as little as $1 at patreon.com slash join the party pod. Your support is what lets us do amazing things like, uh, I don't know, a friggin' live show. So if you're able to pledge even a buck, know you're helping the show level up into bigger and better things. We are sponsored this week by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York, where you can get any indie RPG your heart desires. This week, we're letting you know about two very cool upcoming games now available for pre-order and a game designer that makes our heart sing. First is Kids on Bikes, a new RPG from Renegade that's coming out in July. It brings big adventure to small towns, letting you take on the roles of everyday people grappling with strange, terrifying, and very, very powerful forces that they cannot defeat, control, or even fully understand. This reminds us of Monster Hearts in the very best way, which is a very good thing. Overlight is a fantasy RPG that's coming out in September. They describe it as a game of kaleidoscopic journeys, a visceral, dangerous, and brightly colored setting. Characters will search for personal meaning among a fantastic and sometimes violent and overwhelming world. And finally, Lotus Dimension is our first game designer spotlight. Now in sale at 20-Sided Store, its creators asked, what if a game drew on amazing sci-fi and fantasy storytelling while also incorporating principles of non-violence inspired by peaceful protests, historical leaders, and tenets of peaceful philosophical practices? Lotus Dimension is that game. We cannot wait to try it out. You can pick up Lotus Dimension and pre-order Kids on Bikes and Overlight at 20sidedstore.com or visit them in person in Brooklyn, New York. Either way, you can use our discount code JOINTHEPARTY for 20% off. So head on over to 20, full word, sidedstore.com and use our discount code JOINTHEPARTY, all one word. Now... Let's get back to the show. Outside, it's nighttime, with a half moon hanging in the sky. And for as far as you can see, it's rock and valley. You are looking out at the largest canyon you have ever seen. It stretches as far as your eyes can see. And hanging down from the top of the hole is a person in a deep pink robe. Think about like a late summer rose. And that person has a bottle with a flame shooting out of it and is wearing a welder's mask. And they're hanging upside down. And then you hear another person jump from above the hole up into the hole and is also hanging onto a rope and that person is also wearing deep pink but they're wearing a jumpsuit and then there's another one who's wearing long robes in this deep pink 
And then you hear, woo, and jumping down, holding on to ten thick cords of rope and a sack over one satin pink shoulder is Noto Odo. And she says, does anybody want a lift? I worked at that joke for a long time. I do, I do, I do, I do. Let's go, people. Everyone hears a clump, 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 clump. And jumping down from the top, held up by six ropes, is Joe the Camel. Yay! <laughs> My camel friend. So more about this contraption. This is, it's a massive pulley system that's connected to this thrumming, glowing machine. As you look at the engine itself that is pulling the pulley system, it is glowing. There's enough ropes for everybody. We grab Everyone, our packs. We secure our dogs. Make sure everything our we want full of the, granola. Yeah. Everyone secures themselves uh, uh, these ropes, and they're double knotted. And Noto Oda says, okay, on three, everyone just jump into the air. One, two. Tracy jumps. Three. And everyone, <laughs> first it's Tracy, and then everybody else. And you jump out like you're rock climbing. And everyone tries to secure their feet, like, against the, literally the side of the wall. And there is this massive pulley system that is pulling everybody up through these ropes. For the first time, even in the middle of the night, as you guys are walking up the side of this canyon, you see Tortopolis for the first time. Tortopolis, like the representative Brink said, is a vertical city. It is built into the side of this canyon. So you've only seen one place. Archbire Hideaway is like in the smack dab of the entire city, but everything else just has this really wide open. It's like there's these massive windows that are looking out on what looks like a, the Grand Canyon. It is literally that big, and Tortopolis is built into the side of that wall. So there are like floors down, and when I say floors, I mean literal like 20 feet where like buildings are. And there's floors down and there's floors up. So as you walk up, you get like one story. And this story is the market area. And you can see that there are like stalls and stores that are shut down for the night. Then you start to walk up and then you see like um, more apartment style. But of course, it, it doesn't go up and down. It's more side to side. It's like when you walk on the street and you see uh, apartments on garden level and you can like see into their apartments. It's pretty late at this point. So people are cooking dinner or they're just like uh, sitting with their families and you walk up another layer, and this is the nightlife area. These are like bars and restaurants, and this is like a real Broadway. And you can see people who are just like sitting on the street and having dinner out. You can even hear a loud bar argument from uh, this pub that is the closest to the window, and uh, they're arguing about how far they can uh, spit uh, off the side <laughs> of the off the side of the um, canyon. And you can see people who are walking towards the far end of the street who are like taking photos and selfies like with the yeah. with the night sky behind them. I grew up in a town that had part of it landlocked, but part of it was on the water. And as kids, you would always go to the ends of the streets, which were all dead ends that were ringed by docks. And we would all just like sit there and dangle our feet and fish sometimes or throw pennies into the water. And that's what I'm picturing is that every level the street ends almost like where a highway ends with like a little railing and you can look out, kind of hang over and feel like you're alive for a moment. And that's what I'm picturing. Yeah, that's exactly like that. Tracy, when was the last time you saw an expanse like this? It's been a while. I think the last time was when Tracy was brought back to life by Johnny and he opened his eyes and he saw just sort of an infinite vast of desert which isn't a great memory but I think the last great memory he had was he used to go up we needed a break from everything go up on top of the governor's mansion and just sort of look out at the expanse and it reminded him that you know there's other places to go other things to see other people to meet and that his current situation wasn't his always situation Johnny what are you thinking? You know, the contrast of the darkness of the sky above and the pretty lights from each level and how that light reflects on the gigantic, amazing view of this canyon is completely overshadowed by how Johnny is so frustrated and done with Alonzo. Johnny has lived a 
much, much, much too long life to be dealing with this shit, you know? You walk up one more story, and this one is, like, extra insulated with rock around it, and you can see it's just, like, one large penthouse apartment. Like, someone spent a whole bunch of money to, like, get this beautiful view, and you see that there's just, like, sitting chairs just right here. And uh, Noto Odo, she's above all of you, and she just says, Oh, this is my place. Um, I don't want you to track your muddy feet in here, which is, uh, it's more for you than it is for me, I promise. We're just going one more floor up, almost there. And the crank is, like, starting to slow down as you get to the top. And Noto climbs to the top of her rope, hits this big button on the side of the pulley system, and it starts to, like, shut down. Last stop on the Rope Express. Noto Odo bangs twice on this, it looks like an emergency exit panel. And from the inside, it gets pushed open. And she scrambles inside and motions for everyone to follow you. And you can't see inside because it's frosted glass. And one at a time, everyone moves in. Chad squishes himself through and she's like, oh, I really need to lose some weight or I won't be able to fit into these tiny areas. <laughs> oh, Chad. And as all four of you shimmy inside of this emergency exit, it is just green everywhere and it's hot. And this is the most lush greenhouse you've ever seen in your entire life. Anara, as you enter the greenhouse, this is the most green you've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, it is humid and warm and green and cavernous. And stepping into that environment from the cool, dark, wide outside is kind of the opposite of what it felt like to leave the great green on the road to Fidopolis for the first time. Stepping out of the tree line, really onto the centrally maintained highway where Fidopolis starts and the wild outside ends. And it reminds me actually of why I left in the first place and what what made me leave home and leave everything that, that I knew. And I'm realizing that following Alonzo around as he makes bad choices, it's not why I left. It's not why I gave it all up. As soon as all of you tumble into the greenhouse you realize it's not just green there is a whole lot of this dark pink you realize that people are busying themselves with like small tasks all throughout the greenhouse and everyone is wearing pink there are people pulling weeds and they're wearing like pink gloves uh and a pink jumpsuit there are people watering plants wearing wearing all pink and you realize that this is just like the front of an extremely big compound Like, you are in an enclosed park. Far, far, far away, there are uniform pink buildings. There is a community here that's active and seems to just be not even giving you guys the time of day. Like, they're just living their lives. Now, are there any extra uniforms lying around? Because, Johnny, I think this would be a great addition to your wardrobe. If I don't see any, I will just make one. (laughs) very good yeah Noto puts her head on your shoulder and says we'll get you in a pink kimono in due time Noto gets uh, the people in pink's attention and waves them there's like 10 of them run up to her and she kind of like points at all of you and is explaining the situation to them while that's happening Anara Autumn shows up at your side I roll my eyes wow um it kind of reminds me of home where are you even from Autumn I'm from the Great Green, just like you. You remind me of me. I'm definitely older than you. Yeah, that's a good point. I just thought that was poignant. Um, I want to work together. You can hold your own. You're very good. I just need you. Listen, we're, we're... tied together by blood in more than one way as family and as the guild we can work together isn't our whole thing to work separately though like i don't know i haven't been to any like initiation ceremonies or quarterly meetings or whatever but the fact that we're talking to each other out here isn't that dangerous sometimes 
like currently dangerous turns out to be not dangerous later I don't know you're the first person I really can trust I trust you and I want you to trust the guild the people I guess not people listen if you got marbles I trust them and that's something so if you need anything you can trust me Listen, Autumn, I'm, I'm going to level with you. I have a lot of stuff that I need to do. My mission isn't as simple as I think you think it is. And the best thing you can do for me right now is give me space to do that. Okay. Like if you um, like want to work alone, that's, that's fine. I'm just going to be better than you. This entire time. And she smiles. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yep. And Anara and OK are going to turn away. So the people in pink who are talking to Noto go off and start to prepare food for everybody. And you can see that they're going off to those far buildings. And those are like extra bunk areas. So they're trying to prepare quarters for, I guess, all the contestants. Because, you know, like you have nowhere to go. So Noto says, OK, uh, everyone can stay here. The uh, artist's retreat, the homestead, as we call it. And I know that you have nowhere to go, so we are more than welcome to open up our doors to all of you for a little while. Uh, Johnny, you'll give your first lecture in the morning, and we'll all be together and ready to accept the undying light into our lives. We'll work on the schedule of my first lecture. Lecture? Wait, what? not oh. that yeah. we will work on this. Just give me some time to uh, finish up a few details before I start. I've heard him talk. It's not interesting. He'll lecture any time. You just got to look at the guy. We have a very specific thing that Johnny should talk to us about. Let me talk to the rest of my group yeah. first. Uh, okay, Tracy, where's dinner? Where's uh, dinner? Though? We we do need to do one thing first. I can't. It's small, and I do. Um, Listen, we, we can't lady. get around it. Unfortunately, it's not me. It's uh, well, Hannah, and um, Representative Marine has been standing behind Noto for this time, just kind of like. Looking at the ground, seeing if anyone will notice her. I'm like, Hannah, there are um, 50 reporters here at uh, my gates. I think we need to talk to them. Noto continues and says, yeah, the reporters, they want to talk to you. And they also want to talk to, they called them uh, fan favorites, Tracy, Johnny, and Inara. Hey, I, hey, we got fans. I Tracy. know those guys. Yeah. That's us. Thought, hey. 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 And I high-five Inara. I jump up to high-five. <laughs> Unless they're going to talk about children's literacy. I am uninterested. You know what? One of them did want to talk about children's literacy. Listen, Johnny, Johnny literally lights up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, 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 we can be finished finally with this whole bachelorette business, uh, but they want to talk to all of you. Listen, we have no problem doing that. Can, we just, can I just have a word with you real quick? Uh, sure, okay. Yeah, the press won't wait long, but we can talk for a second. So I'm going to uh, step a few paces off to the side uh, with Nodo and say, uh, listen, so our our friend Alonzo, he's the one over there looking kind of kind of, kind of mollified and, and Oh, mad. I know the young Kiko. He, um, his reputation precedes him. Alonzo, he needs a friend right now. We want what's best for him, but I don't think he can see that. And... Someone tells me that you know the kind of world that he's from. Maybe you can talk to him, give him dinner, give him a nice place to sleep. He's been kind of like cocooned, like a caterpillar, some such, hanging upside down, mud, not ideal, not like a castle, not what he's used to. Uh, so I think that that would help us a lot. We're happy to talk to the press for you. Super appreciate the exit, but this is something we really need or else we might have a escaping prince on our hands. Noto thinks for a second and um, smiles sweetly at you. And she says, you know, for a teenage elf runaway from the middle of the forest, you sure do have good ideas about palace intrigue. I'll show him exactly what he needs. A big bed, lots of rooms, an extra pie. I'll take care of him. You talk to the press. And make sure Brink doesn't go off script, okay? I'll, uh, I'll try to work my wiles. 
she uh i shake some mud out of my hair <laughs> uh noto claps her hands together and says all right i'm off come on alonzo i'm gonna give you the best room we have there's even a room just for you to throw all of your things about if you so choose oh wow that sounds fantastic not tracy not for you only those of great stature are allowed to throw their things oh about. you're so right a peasant like me could never say in one of those rooms it's only for the alonzo we don't say peasant we say Hard working. Come on, Alonso. It'll be a while if I ever speak to you again, Alonso. I just want you to know that we really were trying to help you, and I'm. It's too bad that you never really got that. I wish you luck, and I only hope for the best. May the undying light be with you. Alonzo's face is just confused. He's like hitting the hard, the ceiling of all of his feelings. Mm. So he just goes, okay. And he follows Noto off to a separate building all the way over there. Brink is standing in front of all three of you and says, I think you have all been on TV enough to have some trading. So I don't even have to give you any suggestions, but just yeah, answer questions. Threw something deeper in there, didn't you? you I, That's one way to learn. This isn't me. I didn't okay. call them. All right. Yeah, just like how you didn't force us to participate in this show without our consent or just get us to drop it down Maybe in a, a release hole. form, huh? Let's yeah. go talk to other people other than you. That was I'm going to do finger guns in the air to clean uh, the three of us uh, with prestidigitation and kind of spruce up our outfits, uh, you know, highlight the highlights. Low light the lowlights. Uh, you know, Conceal the concealed things. It's like I did a Photoshop effects on us so that enhanced. we all look good. Yeah. You turn the contrast up. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. One okay. of my limbs is like slightly askew now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you follow the sound of like a lot of people talking to each other. And I guess on the far side of the pink bunk rooms that you saw of the contestants be brought over to, there's like an amphitheater, like a small outdoor amphitheater. Oh, and there's a dais and there are four chairs. And literally what... Noto said it was true. There are 50 reporters just talking to each other, making small talk as the four of you start to walk over. And as soon as you cross the threshold from, like, the narrow lane in between these two buildings, they see all of you, and they go, Oh, Representative Brink! Representative Brink! Here, here, here! Representative Brink! And there's, like, snapping pictures, and people are, like, whipping out their pads and pens, and they're about to uh, write everything down. And Representative Brink takes a deep breath and steadies herself. And in the beginning, she has her totally blank face on. And then she puts on her beautiful smile and walks up in the dais. And she waves to everybody and says, Oak, hold on one question at a time. One question at a time. We have plenty to talk about. But first, I want to bring up the three people that I know the fans love from the Bachelorette tournament. Uh, Come on up. Uh, Tracy. Anara and Johnny and the whole crowd uh, start to clap. Tracy walks up on the stage, stiffly waving his arm. He's got like a princess wave going, and he has a big plastic smile and is not really sure what to do with his hands. I'm going to uh, ride across the stage on the grind machine with Oatcake standing in front of me on the skateboard like we have practiced, and just kind of put one foot down to stop myself and boredly wait for questions. God, that is so on brand. <laughs> I try. Johnny tosses some Eldritch Blast in the air and have it explode in like bright colorful lights in the air as he gets on to the dais. Tracy ducks. (laughs) The rest of the contestants are like standing off to the side just watching the press briefing and uh, Representative Brink points to one of the reporters and the reporter says Tommy Two-Tone, Tortopolis Times. Representative Brink, how did you think the entire Bachelorette tournament went? And Representative Brink says, you know, I think we all fought our hearts out. Uh, They were really uh, trying to love me and be here for me. But sometimes things get out of hand and we did the best that we could. All right, let's get another question. Uh, And she points to another reporter. Alabaster James, (laughs) Tortopolis.net. Tortopolis catch. Couldn't get the dot com. No, they couldn't get it. <laughs> it's like, uh, let's let's talk to our contestants. Uh, contestants, what was your favorite part of the Tortopolis Bachelorette Tournament Season 1? Season 1? What happens in Season 2? We can only hope. Please, answer the question. My favorite part was when we destroyed the house and broke out of the bubble and didn't have to play anymore. 
children of the whole press corps laughs. And one of them's like, ha ha, Tracy. No, I'm serious. That got, we were, we were being held against our will. Got him. My favorite part was when I thought there was going to be food and then there wasn't. Green juices <laughs> and food. I enjoyed shooting that guy. <laughs> uh, Representative Brink says, oh yeah, you in the back. I'm Edward Scullington of the Edward Scullington Renews Report dot com dot UK. Now, Johnny, I've heard you do some voices that wasn't your own. How do you explain you making fun of me and my people's accent? <laughs> I do not know of which you refer to. Uh, there certainly isn't a split uh, personality of me and... Uh, Southern uh, Johnny that I don't understand what even this question means. Move on. Next question. And Alice speaks from the back and says, no matter what Johnny says, he is saying exactly what the undying light means. Praise to the undying light. Uh, hey, Izzy Hart of the uh, teen life blog patch dot uh, live dot biz. Inara, what was your favorite signature cocktail? And also, are you old enough to drink? Uh, I don't drink. I wait. And none of your business. No, I, I, I like blue drinks. Blue. Uh, yes, this is Steven. Uh, this is Steven. <laughs> uh, Tracy, if you could uh, take one of the zoo cube animals home and have them be your pet, which would you choose? Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> Johnny light steps off of the podium and from and from the back of the room raises his hand and without being called on. Concerned citizen for Concerned Citizen Daily, uh, what is the representative's opinion on literacy and children's literacy from Concerned Citizen? Sounds legit. And then uh, light steps back and he's like, that is a great question, Concerned Citizen. I love your work. What do you think, representative? Representative Brink puts her hand, face in her hands and says, I think that all children should have the opportunity to learn and read and grow. That's it. I, I'm pro-literacy. That was the best non-answer of all time. I love, I love it. Good question. Concern, citizen. All right. We only have time for one more. I know that you've all been here for a while, and um, I guess we'll just take one more. Uh and um, there is a uh, a dragonborn with a trilby that has press in the hat. And the dragonborn uh, stands up and says, uh, Flame Serrano from Entertainment Fortnightly. Um, representative, we know that this wasn't a traditional game, but you still have to choose someone. Uh, who are you going to choose to be your partner forever? And the representative flashes her sweetest smile and says, You know what, Flames? That is a great question. Uh, I think that I really did find true love here, and I can't keep it inside any longer. This is the exclusive announcement to everyone here at the Noto Homestead. I am giving my rock to Anara Hawthorne. And everyone claps and screams and go, ah, ah, Anara! And Brink holds out her hand to Anara and says, Anara, do you want to be Mrs. or Ms. or whatever you so choose, Representative Brink? I'm going to look over at Johnny. And I cast Daylight like a smoke bomb. And as everyone is blinded, all of us run off. <laughs> The next morning, everyone is awoken to the paper hitting their door. And as they reach down and pick it up, a headline screams back at them. Representative Brink single, heroes disappear, what happens next? 
Join the Party is brought to you by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, Michael Fache, and me, Eric Silver. I am your host and game master. Brandon edits, mixes, and scores the show. Amanda manages our community and our digital life. And Michael archives, manual checks, and cartographs our world. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Hetty Hunt. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened and learn what could have happened. Send us your questions anytime. Join our community online by following at JoinThePartyPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got every episode up on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us questions or stories anytime at hello at jointhepartypod.com. If you're enjoying this ride as much as we are, help the show out by subscribing to us in iTunes and leaving a quick rating. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. Just a few dollars will get you access to drawings, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.